Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, your host, and I'm here with Mark Griffith, our co-host and executive producer. And today we are continuing on the same path, uh, which is the Vol Nation series that I think, honestly, is probably the best series that we've ever have kind of ventured into. Um, before we do get started with that, I do want to tell you guys a couple of ways to plug in with us. You can actually go to our website, thehousinghour.com. You can listen to past shows and obviously this current show. You can download our app for an iPad or an iPhone or any of your Droid devices. So you can plug in that way as well. Um, and then also, if you'd like, you guys can certainly email Mark or I. You can email me at kevin at kevinray.com. Uh, and then we'll be happy to plug in with you, learn about what you want to hear on the program. Um, but right now, we have um, really a UT legend, Fouad Reves, in with us. Um, Tennessee, obviously great, uh, NFL All-Pro um, kicker. Um, incredibly thankful that you've came in today, Fouad. Thanks so much for joining us. No, sir. The pleasure's all mine. Thank uh, you for inviting me. Appreciate absolutely. It. You know, <laughs> honestly, when I think of Tennessee sports, there's a few names that I think of. And he's right. Up, you're right up there with the names that I think of when I think of Tennessee sports. Well, Man, what, you're too kind. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's just about the community. Yeah. His family is Tennessee football, yeah. and and it has been for so many years. And it's and George Cafago being your former coach, mm. he was Tennessee football. Absolutely. So I, I see where you get it from. Absolutely. Well, you're too kind. Thank you so much. We we've just enjoyed it. I mean, we obviously I, I grew up in Miami, Florida of all places, but uh, you you come to a place where you have so many people with open arms and you have so many opportunities and you have so many places where you, it's, it's just beautiful and it's yeah. just home. And, and although we're quote unquote transplants, as far as I know, the rest of my family just home. So that's right. Well, before we act, cause I, I want to dig in deep to the community aspect of it because during some of my, my research about this interview, you know, I uncover things that I really think the community could, could utilize as far as some of the character traits that you and your family um, possess um, but, you know, the first part of our conversation, I'd like to talk a little bit about your career, really, because I want to highlight that, not to talk necessarily about the X's and O's, but for people to kind of give some perspective on you, the person and the player. You know, the one thing I found that was interesting is that you were voted one of the top high school players of all time for Miami by the <laughs> Miami Herald. I think that's interesting because you ended up going back there for your first, you know, career in the pros. Um, and then the biggest, the I think the coolest thing, and I went back and listened to this or watched watch this on YouTube was you share an SEC record for the longest field goal of 60 yards against Georgia Tech, which was just a great, great uh, field goal. I tried to find John Ward's play-by-play on that, but I couldn't find it. Do you have a copy of it by chance? No, no, no. I don't. Right. No, I don't. But then, you know, even though we lost that game 21 to 31, you right. came back with the game winning kick in 84 um, and there in the fourth quarter. Um, and so when, when you look at your career, you, you ended your career a little, maybe even premature because of an injury, but you had, you know, 75% of your field goals were made 931 points scored in the NFL. Um, you know, you, you had a long career, you were all pro kicker in the NFL. So you've had a significant football career, but one of the things that I saw as I, uh, I looked out through all of this football has just, is just a small part of your life. There's much more. Right. So talk about your just your career and, and how it felt to to live that dream of playing in the NFL and all of that. Well, I, I tell you, to me, what made it easier was to realize that I'm not that special. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just someone that was blessed with a good opportunity and, 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 a, and a hand, I mean, an eye-foot coordination, mm. maybe so to speak, and, and really been blessed with a lot of good people around me that allowed me to develop that gift into something that was maybe a little bit better than, than others. Mm. Not that I'm better than anybody else, but it's just I was very blessed with having a lot of people around me that allowed me to move forward. So, so and every one of us have those gifts. It's just what do we choose to do with that? Do we want to just sit back and make excuses of why I cannot do that, get that, or get go there? Or do I need to make a reason of why I need to get up every day, find out what my gift is, identify that gift and then go after that gift and see who's going to be around me to make me better at that gift. Because every one of us 
have a gift, mm-hmm. whether it's football, broadcasting, whatever it is. I, I, I love to think that every one of us want to get better at whatever we do and get surrounded with people to help us get there. Mm-hmm. And that's always that's something that my parents really instilled in me. When they came to this country, they never said, hey, you know what, they owe us this or they owe us that or, you know, we're going to be able to get in line and get this. No, that mm-hmm. never even was brought up. What was always brought up is what are we going to do to become better? What are we going to do to earn a living? What are we going to do to do better and, and get out of this situation to the next situation and and, and, and work? Mm-hmm. It was never about what they're going to give us. Now, I'll say this. Through that process, I saw the generosity of a lot of very good people that gave my mom and dad a net, not a fish. Mm-hmm. And, and for that, I was very grateful. That's great. Because I'm able now to see where those are the best gifts. Because when you give somebody the opportunity of how to do your work better, and teach them how to do that instead of you doing it for them, they become very successful, very productive. Yeah. And that's one thing that I really try to, very, to do very hard with, with my kids is, is not to pave the path for them, but just point the path to them. Mm. And that there are going to be bumps and they're going to be, they're going to be ups and downs. And they've seen something through the mom and dad with the ups and downs that we've had. We just hope that they've seen that when we get down, we get an opportunity to come back. Yeah. Well, you know, we've had the opportunity to have some some different organizations on here. And one of the themes that I always hear, which you just said it in different different words, was that it's really about, you know, not a handout, it's a hand up. You know, uh-huh. and your parents, they weren't, and, and they didn't expect the government to give them handouts. It right. was just a hand up. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think the United States you know, affords people, mm-hmm. um, and then also whatever community that you're in, and, and you take with what is given to you and make the best out of it. Now, let's also talk about. I noticed in some of the things I read that you you love playing linebacker when you, <laughs> when you were younger. I and, did, and I you did. were faced with the opportunity to either go uh, play uh-huh. linebacker. You had some partial scholarships, uh-huh. or where you were probably more talented, which was at kicking. Right. How hard was that? Because when I remember when I was in high school, I mean. I was good at a couple of sports, never anywhere near the, to take it to the next level. But if I had to, if somebody told me I had to play this, the, the position that maybe I, I enjoy, but not as much as the position that I really loved, how hard was that to make that decision? Well, I think it's, it started to become clearer for me when I was in a recruiting trip at Florida State. Mm. <clears throat> and we were at uh, Coach Bowden's house for a cookout. And Did I, they get a picture of it? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember looking around. And I'm thinking, well, these. I'm glad. I'm happy he brought most of his, his team over for us to have lunch with, <laughs> because these are pretty developed guys and pretty big guys. Right. Well, come to find out, these are the guys that I'm coming in oh. with. They were my age, and I'm talking about six three, six four, you pretty developed guys, really. And I thought, man. That's gonna hurt, <laughs> but 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 you still you're young and stupid and you're young and invincible. So you're thinking, well, I can hang, I can play. So when I came to Tennessee, I still had that big itch about to play. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because about two weeks ago, I was at Coach Major's uh, uh, golf tournament, and Coach Cox, uh, probably not many people have heard him because, uh, of him because he was an, he was just a, a, um, a graduate assistant. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to VMI and, and scrimmaging them down there, and I was told I would be able to play linebacker. Well, he just told me and informed me that Coach Majors told him on the way down there, don't you think about playing him <laughs> linebacker. He's a kicker, period, and a story. So so he just informed me that I had no chance of even getting into the game. Oh, and I distinctly funny. remember going up to him after the second half thinking, hey, Coach, where am I going to play? And he kept telling me, yeah, 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 hold on, just hold on. So. That is hilarious. I love it. So they, yeah, they, well, I mean, you know, you got to give the carrots. They get on out here, and then we're going to put you in the right position. Right, that right. is fantastic. I love that. Well, you know, the other thing, too, when you look at Tennessee athletics, we've had a lot of good, you know, wide receivers. We've had a lot of good quarterbacks. We've had some good kickers. Um, do you think, you know, when you look back over your career, you know, that the reason you came to Tennessee was because it was a blank canvas or did you want to follow in somebody's footsteps or how did that come about with, I know that you got the scholarship, uh, you know, offered by Coach Majors, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. How did that all transition? Well, quite frankly, it was the only school that I could go to school for free. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time in my life, that's the only way I could have gone to college. Mm-hmm. So that really was my only option. Yeah. And, uh, and 
not knowing any better or indifferent, that, that's the only school that would pay for four years for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was fortunate enough to do that. One one thing that I did learn from that whole experience is something that Coach Major said back then. And I, every time I see him, I remind him of this. And, and that is when, when you want to talk to a man about a serious conversation, you need to look at a man's eyes. Mm. Because I remember through that whole process, uh, he wanted to talk to me before he could even tell me, yes, I'm going to offer you a scholarship. Mm-hmm. And I kept, I kept asking Coach Gibson, who was my recruiting coordinator at the time, mm-hmm. what's the big deal? Right. Are you not or are you? Right. One of the two, but I can't go up and right. get in a meeting for 20, 30 minutes and you know, take two days of my life to go up there just for him to tell me no. Right. And he said, he said something that I'll never forget. He said, he needs to look at you in the eyes. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought, wow. as a, obviously as an 18-year-old, I thought, well, how stupid. <laughs> you know? I thought, what? that's an idiotic comment. Right. But the older I get, the more mm. truth that is. Wow. Because, and he told me, he says, you know, I would have, I wanted to see your eyes. I wanted to see what, who you stand for, what you are. And he asked me a question when we were down there looking at the guy's kick, and he said, you think you can play at this level? And I said, yes, sir, I can. Mm. I didn't stutter. Right. <laughs> I, and I honestly it felt It was the I confidence. Could. I read yeah. that in an article. Yeah, I honestly felt I could. I really felt that I had the ability, and, and I mm. told told him that. <clears throat> but he said, I've heard that, but I want to see your eyes when you tell me that. Mm. And I've never forgotten that. Well, mm. has coaching changed? Is that the way they handle recruiting changed? Do they still look them in the eye, or is this just a numbers game? Let's offer the kid and see if we can get him up here. It sounds very personal, what you're talking about. Is that still the way it is? I hope it's that way, because I think that's the best way of doing it, quite frankly. I know now we, we have a lot of you know four Twitter. stars and three stars yeah, and yeah. all that kind of junk, and, right. and I think that's what it is, is junk. Mm-hmm. Because you can pick out a kid, and if he's a two-star but he's had is if he has a heart of a lion, and you know more about him than you what you, than what these other people know, mm. then so be it. Then select that kid, you know, because so many times we worry about whether or not we have enough four star kids in our program instead of what kind of a size of his heart it is. Yeah, as I've always told my boys, they have a measuring stick for everything except the size of the fight in your heart, mm. and only you can determine that. Yeah, and you know, Coach uh, Majors, I don't know specifically about, but I'm sure you do. But I know. I remember very specifically Coach Fulmer making it a point that he was, yeah, making football players out of these guys was was on the priority list. But the top priority was to make these boys into men. Yeah. You know, and I think that's been lost in the NCAA. I feel Butch Jones is is on top of that. But when you look at all of the programs out there, you know, unfortunately, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but you see some other SEC schools, mm-hmm. and we were included in that a couple of years ago. You know, you've got more people being arrested than you do on the all SEC honor chart and some of the, you know, mm-hmm. so I think that, that that's been lost somewhat. But Coach Majors, I'm sure he was one that instilled that as well. Well, he was tough. Yeah. <laughs> he he ruled with a very tough tough uh, um, ruler. But but you know c- c- both both of them they're very good about you know realizing where you come from. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, you know you have kids now that come to school that they see their mom and dad smoking joints. Mm-hmm. They see the mom and dad doing things that for some of us is shocking, but for these kids is normal. That's right. Okay. So so a lot of times, and I've had this conversation with both coaches, and that. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when they have this kid that has those type of grow, you know, experiences, mm-hmm. he doesn't know any better. Yeah. So to treat everybody the same way and paint everybody with the same stroke with a brush, it's really unfair. Yeah. So you have to understand where this kid's coming from. Yes, he's got talent, but more importantly, that do I want him more for his talent or do I want to give him an opportunity to be a grown man, yeah. a man first. And at the end of the day, you know, these young men, they look at to their parents as role models mm-hmm. first. Absolutely. Whether or not we want to admit that or not, that's who they look to right. first. And they're going to emulate what it is right. their parents did, unfortunately, right. in some cases. Um, in some cases, that's not, you know, a bad thing. <laughs> I mean, right, right. I mean, in your right. case, it was and, a very good thing. And I'm not excusing no, right. some of the actions Absolutely. that some of the guys have right. done, but what I'm saying is not every kid has grown up in the same, with the same parameters that, that most of us have been blessed with growing up in that way. So I can understand where if a kid gets arrested or whatever, you treat him individually with certain things. But if you trust that coach or that person yeah. to know when and how to do it, then uh, you, you need to follow his judgment. Well, we're here with Wad Reves, uh just the legend from UT sports history. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation in just a moment after these messages. We'll be right back. 
Where is this going to come from? There's no way. How am I going to pay my mortgage? First, I lose my job. And now, I'm about to lose my house. What happened to the American dream? There's got to be something I can do. There is. Keep My Tennessee Home has U.S. funds for struggling Tennessee homeowners. Visit Keep My Tennessee Home at keepmytnhome.org and see if you qualify today. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Home ownership matters, and Mortgage Investors Group wants to help you with all your home financing needs. Whether it's a purchase or a refinance, our federally licensed loan officers are ready to help you sort through all the mortgage loan options. So call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us online at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 23 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Hi. I'm Brantley Rivers with Acme Block and Brick. Is your backyard ready for the warm weather? The flowers are blooming, the beds are mulched, and the shrubs are trimmed. But is there something missing that you just can't seem to put your finger on? Well, at Acme Block and Brick, our family-owned business has been helping families just like yours since 1942 get the full potential out of their yards by using our hardscape design. We carry high-quality brick and stone products such as Pine Hall, Belden, and Belgard products. And Acme Block and Brick has the professional staff that has the experience to take your backyard and turn it into the outdoor living space of your dreams. Our helpful staff will also listen to your concerns, work with your budget, and provide the right ideas that will enhance your yard's full potential. So come visit one of our three locations in Kingston, Crossville, and Alcoa or check us out online at acmeblockandbrick.com. Enhance your curb appeal and see what a little stone can do for you. See what a little stone can do. Acme Block and Brick. Hey, I'm Kevin Ray, host of The Housing Hour. Please join me and my co-host Mark Griffith every Saturday from 8 to 9 as we bring you the latest news from the housing market. And be sure to check out our website, thehousinghour.com, for great resources on housing-related issues and links to our archived shows. So join me, Kevin Ray, and Mark Griffith each week as we tackle issues of home ownership. The Housing Hour is a locally produced show presented by Mortgage Investors Group. The Housing Hour, Saturdays from 8 to 9, right here on WOKI. It's a fact. You can make thousands of dollars flipping houses. Discover the secret house flipping formula from Dave and Pete, the stars of A&E's number one hit show, Flipping Boston, for free. Hi, it's Pete and Dave. We're giving you our flipping formula for free. It's what we use to find the right house, flip it fast, and get paid. It's time to stop just talking about flipping houses and start doing it. Now is one of the best times in history. USA Today reported that you can make thousands of dollars in profit flipping houses. In New York City, the average profit was over a hundred. 118 grand. Omaha, it's over 71,000 bucks. Lake Havasu, Arizona, the profit per flip was $87,000. And we're going to show you how we do it for free. Stop dreaming. The houses are there. The opportunity will never be better. And for a limited time, the flipping formula is free. Call now, 800-322-1859 for your free flipping formula strategy guide DVDs. Just pay processing. That's 800-322-1859. 800-322-1859. Monday morning on the Triple H Morning Show, County Mayor Tim Burchett in studio talking about the local impact of Obamacare, a can't-miss interview. Plus, the immigration bill may have a Senate majority thanks to Senator Corker. Details Monday. Now go enjoy your weekend. We put the saddle of truth on the stallion of talk starting at 5.30 Monday. The Hallerad Hilton Hill Morning Show. Talk it up. News Talk 98.7 WOKI. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. 
Welcome back to the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, your host. We're continuing the Vol Nation series today. I'm here with Fouad Reves, longtime uh, UT great uh, kicker, NFL All Pro, uh, Pro Bowler. Uh, before we get back to our conversation, uh, we did want to tell you about a company that we believe very strongly in. That's Admiral Title. Admiral Title, you've heard us talk about them numerous times, and we are so proud of them as being one of our sponsors. They do the real estate closing. So when you get done with the transaction and you've went through the mortgage process, they're going to be there to help you understand the closing documents. And they're going to help you sign those and answer any questions. And, you know, for us as a mortgage company professionals, we need to understand that you're in the right hands and that you're going to be taken care of and that they're going to dot every I and cross every T. And Admiral Title does just that. They've been around almost nine years now and they do a tremendous job. Give them an opportunity. If you're a lender or a realtor, which we have a lot of those listening, I would recommend if you want to build a relationship with a trusted advisor in the real estate closing business, Admiral Title would be the place I would go. 865-531-6060. So we're back in here with Fouad Reves. Thank you so much for joining us, Fouad. It's been a great first segment. I did want to also mention for you all out there that you can download this and, and actually send this through our, our Facebook page or our website, thehousinghour.com. So we'd love for you to go online after this show. Within about an hour, we'll have it up for you. And you can share that with friends and family and we'll tweet it and put it on LinkedIn and all that stuff as well. Pinterest even. Um, but I did want to kind of go back through another part of, of what we were talking about, because when I did some of the reading about, you know, your playing career and then after you left the University of Tennessee and, and, and you left the different pro stops that you had, um, you had made some comments about the things that you had learned from some of your coaches. Um, so I'm just going to run down a couple of them. So from uh, Dennis Green and the Vikings, you felt he taught you the value of teamwork. Uh, Don Shula, you mentioned that he hammered home the uselessness of excuses. You mentioned also that Coach Majors um, really helped you to understand the value of preparation. And then George Cafago in particular, you said, taught you the merits of giving and receiving, encouragement tempered with criticism. Now, when I look at those four coaches, obviously they're all legends, but when I look at those, I don't see anything specifically about football. No. no so talk to me about that. And, and that's, that's to me, something that I think we're losing somewhat as, as I see and, and, and stay in touch with football or even sports. We, we worry so much about the, about the X's and O's and all those details. For example, uh, in, in, in my profession, uh, I see a lot of uh, gurus per se in, in the kicking game, okay? And they talk about the shoulder placement, and they talk about the hip placement, they talk about the knee placement. They talk about so much junk right. that by the time the kid gets up to hit the ball, <laughs> right. they're thinking about stuff they don't need to be thinking about. <laughs> and I might be oversimplistic, mm. but the best coaches that I've ever had were simple. Right. You know, just the fundamentals are the fundamentals. After that, all that stuff is just you want to hear yourself talk. So Coach Caffigal, for example, he never told me about my shoulder, or my hips, or my wrist, or my whatever. He just—he was very good about it. You know what, man? You practice, you play like you practice, and you got to have certain habits that you got to develop. The, the mental toughness, the the you know, can you plan the duress? Can you do exercise to plan the duress? Those are the kind of things that really taught me a lot more than just about where my hips are or where my shoulders are. I see a lot of kids that I, that I still coach that they talk about all that stuff. You know, well, was my head leaning a little too much to the left? Was my shoulders a little too open <laughs> to my right? I'm like, shut up. Right. I don't want to hear about that stuff. Just right. hit the flipping ball and get it over the uprights. That's all you got to do. Right. And, 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 it, and you'd be amazed. The other thing, too, is yeah. we use film now. Like, you dissect one frame by frame. More times than not, when you do that, you, you're now paralysis by analysis. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of times that's what we did. Yeah. And, and if there's something that I was able to talk to my boys about is you, you got to play fast. You play hard and you play fast. Because when you start playing, thinking about what you have to do, you, you're one step behind. Mm -hmm. No difference than my, what I did. If I went to hit the ball thinking about the process of hitting the ball, I'm already lost it. Yeah. But if I just react because I know what I'm doing because of my preparation and my preparation was such that I play like I prepare, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. then you've got one leg ahead of everybody. Yeah. Well, Are, there's a lot of kids too with our current roster, just using Tennessee as an example, that have you know been through three coaches, and so they've had these different things that have been that are running across the tapes that are playing in their head mm-hmm. um, and you know I think that becomes a little overwhelming and you know that's so true though you think about the different experiences that you've had and it can be in any profession whether it be in the mortgage business building a home or kicking a field goal you know yeah at the end of the day you have to know how to do what you do sure but then you just have to do it but exactly and yeah. let's talk, it, it goes back down even the profession that you have, whatever the profession is, if you don't prepare correctly, mm-hmm. you cannot produce effectively. Right. You just can't do that. So to think that we're going to be able to produce without any preparation, absolutely not. Or if you're trying to produce, thinking about what the process is, you're not going to be able to do anything. You won't mm-hmm. be able to be focused on what your actual productivity should be like. Yeah. Now, Dennis Green, you know, um, he's one guy that I never could get a read on. But, you know, teamwork, you know, tell me a little bit about the teamwork aspect of what you learned from him. Well, my favorite quote of him is, we are who they thought they were. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something like they that. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> they are who yeah. they are. He, he was great. Then, then he was very good about deflecting a lot of those things that you didn't be thinking about. I mean, you know, whenever there was a big situation or whatever the case might be, he would just say, that's my job. Mm-hmm. You guys play. But one thing that he would always say that I love to even carry into my own business is, is to talk about those that, that work for us is, you know, we make sure we're rowing in the same direction with the same tempo. Mm-hmm. That's really big. Because when you have one guy yeah. rowing in a different tempo and maybe not rowing at all, then guess what? The boat starts not being as effective as, as it should be. Yeah. My wife everybody... and I, when we were at the beach just a few months ago, my wife and I were rowing in a kayak <laughs> on the in the ocean, and I can tell you firsthand that that's Absolutely. You, you don't go straight. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't Absolutely. mean to interrupt you. Or if she rows scared, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah, it was a combination of both. But the same tempo as well. It doesn't mean exactly. that you've got one guy that's real powerful that's just rowing the heck mm-hmm. out of it. It's the same tempo as well. You have to because if, if if you have different tempos and you have different strides, it's not going to be an, an efficient entity, business, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And the teams are the same way. If you have one guy playing for a certain agenda and then you have another guy playing for a different agenda, at some point that team's going to be dysfunctional. Right. And you cannot perform as best as you, as you should. You know, as an NFL coach and, and you got to experience, you know, these Hall of Famers here, but as an NFL coach, you know, you have so many things that you're juggling and you have the media, you have your players, you have your family, you have your staff, you have the community at large. I mean, you've got many audiences. So for you to be able to glean those type of things from a man who had a just a great career, I think that speaks volumes really about him because, you know, and you spoke highly of him. And I think all of these people, the other person was, was Don Shula, you know, the uselessness of excuses. Well, you spoke about that. And I heard in your first remarks, you know, about, you know, your family and how that's really another thing you probably got from your parents as well. So talk about your time. And I don't know how many years you play with them. You're from, you know, you were from Miami. So I'm sure you had a lot of experience with him. I I learned an awful lot from Coach Shula. He was a very tough individual, uh, very tough one. The one that, once again, excuses are non-existent. Mm. And I appreciate that from him because I realized early on, in fact, I will venture to say that the main reason or one of the reasons why I got that job instead of Teddy Garcia, who was competing from the Green Bay Packers, is because Teddy would have an excuse about everything. Mm-hmm. Every time he missed a kick, well, the, the ball was leaning too far to the left. The <laughs> grass was a little bit too high. The wind was a little bit too cross-eyed. The flag right. was, uh, shut up, who right. cares? <laughs> and Coach Shula would just go nuts over that. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing, too, is he would make those holders so nervous because the ball had to be exactly 22 and a half degrees to the north. <laughs> and it had to. So the holders are now all freaked out over right. how the ball needs to be placed. They're thinking too much now. Exactly. Yeah. In, in my mind, the number one thing I always told my holders is it's my job to get it through. Mm. You just place the ball down there and I'll get it through. Wow. Well, guess what? That's, now the holders yeah. were like, oh my gosh, great. Mike Saxon, for example, when I was in, in Minnesota, we had just picked him up from the from uh, um, from the Cowboys because he got, got cut. And when he came in as a punter, they told him, we want you to hold. And he said, oh, absolutely not. Those kickers are flipping nuts, and I don't want to deal with them because every time they miss, it's my fault. Right. So the special team coach came to me and said, hey, listen, can you talk to Mike and tell him just to chill out? 
So I sat down with Mike and I told him, I said, Mike, I don't care how you put the ball, man. It's my job to get it through the uprights. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, trust me, you will never hear from me that it's your fault. Just slap the ball down and we'll get it through. Mm-hmm. And then he thought, you know what? Okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And we had a great four-year career with him. You know, it, so, so it's really on how you want to approach it because when you find excuses for everything that happens to you in life, everybody around you gets very uncomfortable. And everybody around you th- wants to throw their hands up in the air and go, you know, do I want to be part of that crap? Do I want to be part of that mess? Do I want to be part of that excuse-ridden throw, throw up? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to make the best of whatever's coming my way? You sound such like a motivational speaker. I think we need to have him in a <laughs> co- company. How, how come you never went into coaching? Well, professional that, or coaching? honestly, that, that's something that I, I really wanted to do uh, before the, the collapse of the, of the real estate industry in 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really wanted to do that. And I was, I set myself up to be able to do that because my dream was at 50, uh, just to be doing nothing but coaching volunteer in high school. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately things had not worked out that way. Now you, you, you get the lemons and you make lemonade. That's all you do. Right. <laughs> but, I, but I love coaching. I, and I love talking to young kids. I love talking about experiences, good and bad can make us better. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to look at the bad experiences as something very negative. They hurt. They're tough. But you know what? We get better because of those. Well, you know, I had the opportunity to watch a YouTube video of Inky Johnson uh, defining what a true VFL is. And we'll mm-hmm. have him on the program here in a couple of weeks. Did you have an opportunity to watch that? I have not, you have but to I've heard it. nothing but great it, things about I mean, about it gives him. me chill bumps yeah. to yeah. even think about yeah. it. Because a true VFL, Vol for Life, isn't somebody that makes excuses. It's not mm-hmm. anybody that doesn't work with their teammates and and do what it is they're supposed to. They don't make excuses. And that's a lot of the things, the same characters, that traits that I see in you as well. And, you know, about being that mental toughness, you know, mm-hmm. it, and nobody can teach that. Um, and I know that you were known, at least from what I've been told, that, you know, you had the, the mental toughness and, and you were known for that as a kicker. I think you got some some <laughs> some personal fouls in the NFL. <laughs> well, <laughs> a couple. <laughs> and, and, you know, when, when that's I, a Colombian coming out. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I see it, when I see a kicker, no matter who it is, and I don't know if you remember that BU, BYU punter back a few years ago. He was clobbering people. Uh-huh. But but that is something that is not taught. I think it's just something that's inherent in your person. And so, you know, one of the other coaches that you learned from was obviously Coach Johnny Majors. Uh-huh. And when we get back from the other side of this break, I do want you to to talk a little bit about um, him. We would love to get him on the show as well because he's definitely a true VFL. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna talk about him in a moment. But before we end this break, I did want to tell you um, how is your relationship with the university like? Are, are you someone who they call upon to come talk? Because you you have such a good message. Well, I, I'm very careful careful in not putting my my nose where it doesn't belong. Right. And uh, I'm always available, and uh, I do whatever I need to help out. That's my home, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll do whatever I need to be. But I do, do not invite myself over. Right, <laughs> you no, know. I so, so I, you know, I, as I said, I, I do as as I'm told. As mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in, but I'm open and I'm available. Right. But so. you also on Saturdays are talking ball sports on right. on the uh, the animal, right? So that's right, going to be right, coming right. up um, right. the first home game. Obviously, you're going to be there, so um, we're definitely excited about that. And I can't believe it's right around the corner. Hey, can you believe that? I, I just got back from the Hall of Fame celebration in uh, Canton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. I had a buddy of mine got inducted, and uh, it's amazing that football's already here. I mean, just to see the first game, the Cowboys and the Dolphins, and yeah. realize that coming football is back. Right. <laughs> Where has it been? <laughs> now, <laughs> I mean, something missing there <laughs> now would you blame tony romo as a holder uh, you'd have to blame him wouldn't you well you know what? come on <laughs> when you when you when you do that what happens becomes a bigger problem right you know instead of just going you know what it, it is what it is right. i'll tell you a good example we were number we were um when i broke the nfl record for most consecutive kicks we were at 30 okay and mm-hmm. the next kick would have break would have broke and mike mm-hmm. saxon was the nervous i've ever seen anybody in my <laughs> life and i'm like dude i'm the one kicking not you shut up <laughs> and, and the whole week prior to that he said man i hope i don't mess it up i hope i don't mess it up i was like mike just shut up okay right. we're just going to hit the ball no big deal well a lot of people don't realize it but when he hit, when he got the ball and he put it down he actually dropped it 
Oh, wow. So I kicked the ball almost on the way down. So it was his and fault. Miracul- no, <laughs> well, miraculously, I made it. Right, you know? right, right, right. Oh, that's but, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I made it. And then he looked at me like, oh, my gosh, I knew it was going to screw it up. I said, no. <laughs> it went through. <laughs> it went through. You know? Oh, but you keep awesome. talking about it, you are going to screw it up. Right. That's is, awesome. is that where you got Fwatomatic? No. <laughs> is that where that came in? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think it was. Well, this is uh, this is Fwatomatic, and we're, we're continuing today with the Ball Nation series. Uh, man, we're having a great time here with Fwad, and we sure appreciate his participation in this and we want to thank you guys for absolutely listening and tuning in and we'll have this show available here in about an hour so in the in the final segment we're going to talk a little bit about johnny majors and we're also going to dig in a little bit about a couple other things that are important to Fwad. we'll be right back after these messages market realities in the housing market are making this a great time to buy home prices are right rates are rock bottom low it's time to act But you need a company primed to help you take advantage of the great opportunity. That company, Mortgage Investors Group. Refinancing. First, let's talk about that. What if you could take your 30-year mortgage and turn it into a 15? You could save hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mortgage Investors Group can get it done with payments close to your 30. That way, your house can be paid off before the kids finish high school. If you're a first-time homebuyer, you're going to love Mortgage Investors Group. They have programs where you don't have to make a huge down payment, plus their information is accurate and reliable, and they get their deals done in 30 days or less. Best in the state for 10 years running. Go to their great new website, MIGonline.com, and find one of the 18 locations closest to you. The opportunities are real. The American dream is within reach. Let's get started. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 23 years. Equal housing lender, mortgage license 109111. Buying a home makes a lot of sense. Even though home values are increasing, rates are still at an all-time low. Mortgage Investors Group is ready to help you take advantage of these dynamic market conditions. With 18 Tennessee locations, MIG has dedicated itself to taking a caring approach to all your home mortgage needs. So call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us at MIGonline.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solutions for the past 23 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. MIG is an equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Dear, we gotta clean up the yard. We need a place for the lawnmower and yard equipment. Hello, backyard creations? Can I order a custom storage building? And what about these car parts and this old car of yours? Oh, can I also get one of your five ninety five carports? And it sure would be nice to have a place to sit and relax. Can you build me a gazebo, too? Backyard Creations. They'll build just about anything you need. Top quality materials, long-lasting results. Visit online at bycnoxville.com or call 938-9300. Backyard Creations, serving the Knoxville area since 1995. Are you in the market to purchase a new home? Many first-time homebuyers and veterans qualify for 2 or 4% down payment grants from the Tennessee Housing Development Agency. THDA offers 30-year fixed-rate mortgages insured by FHA, VA, USDA, or conventional loans. For more information, please visit our website at www.thda.org. Hey, everyone. This is Kevin Ray with the Housing Hour, and we want you guys to call Josh White at Home Harvest. Josh can build a vegetable garden in your backyard any size that you want. And that's what he does. He can help design a plan for you and your garden. Call Josh today at Home Harvest. And that's at 865-712-2745. Home Harvest, 865-712-2745. Summer sunshine for Saturday with a high of 88. Isolated thunderstorms back in your forecast for Sunday with a high of 87. From the VLT Local Lake Weather Center, this is meteorologist Scott Blaylock. Why wait? Get caught up on the day's biggest news, plus sports, weather, and other music. Running her hands through my throat, bouncing on 24. We had the mayor of Knox County rapping on our radio station. The News Talk 98.7 Evening News. Another first. Every weekday at 6. WOKI. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. 
This is Kevin Ray, your host, here with Mark Griffith, our co-host and executive producer. We're continuing on with the Vol Nation series today, and we are here with Fouad Reves. Um, and I wanted to, before we move on here with our conversation with Fouad, we'll tell you guys about another one of our great companies that, that sponsors us, and that's the Knox Homes Magazine. The Knox Homes Magazine, it's found at every place that you find in Knoxville News Sentinel. It's a color magazine. It's in a very simple uh, form. It shows you all the homes that are listed in this area and all of the homes that you definitely need to go see. So it's a kind of a Reader's Digest version. It's a smaller version. And the good thing about it is it's free. It doesn't cost you a dime. And you can go pick one of those up and look through and see the homes that you might want to see. It has all the contact information of the different realtors that are involved. And Jim and Joey Hackworth, they've been in this business for a long, long time. Um, I love those guys. They're just good people. You can contact them. You can go to their website, thenoxhomes.com, and locate their contact information and give them an opportunity. If you're a realtor and you'd like to advertise your home, give them a call today and go to thenoxhomes.com. So we're moving back uh, into our conversation here with Wad, and we were talking at the end of the break, and I wanted to bring Johnny back up, Johnny, Coach Johnny Majors. And one of the things that I, I see that you learned from him, and obviously there was many things, but you know, one of the big things was you know the value of preparation. And I think Coach Majors, obviously preparation had to have been important. I mean, you look at that, I, that had to have been an incredible experience to play for that that individual, but talk about what you learned from him. And, and I know you guys still have a friendship today. Oh, absolutely. Right. He's a great guy. Yeah. Now, it, it, I tell you what, what I feel sports is, is really essential because it teaches you about life itself and it prepares you for what's coming down the road. Um, I mean, I'm very grateful to have someone like coach majors because without him being in, in, in my life, there's no way I could have handled someone like coach Shula. I mean, Coach Shula is extremely demanding, extremely aggressive, very much about X's and O's, no reasons, no excuses, no nothing. You do your job. Mm-hmm. Just get it done. Right. And, uh, and Coach Majors was basically the same way, you know, and, and you learn very early that, you know what, it's, it's up to me. Okay, I need to stand up. I need to stand up, be counted, be accountable, and do what I have to do to get my job done. Instead of where I hate to say this, but we're seeing a lot of this, well, Johnny's not your fault. It's okay if you stay home all day. It's all right. Don't worry about it. You got an F in school. That's okay. It's probably the teacher's fault. Shut up. Seriously? Come on. Wake up. <laughs> right. Okay? Exactly. So, so you, you, you need that forcefulness in your, in, your, in your life to be able to make you realize, you know what? It's up to you. It's not up to your teacher. It's not up to your coach. It's not up to your buddy. It's up to you to get up, put your trousers on, and go get the job done, whether it's feed your family, whether it's get your schooling work done, whatever needs to be done, it's it's going to be on your shoulders. Get the job done, period, end story. Yeah. Well, it, and, and go ahead, Mark. Well, is that why there's so much coaching turnover that it's shifted from that philosophy to more of it's you, coach? Well, I, I believe so. I, well, I mean, I hate to keep <laughs> open up old wounds, you know, but the coach, coach Fulmer was a great example. I mean, what, you know, you, you get this, you get a, a pedigree, the resume that he had at the time where he got fired. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you take that same application today yeah. with that same wins and losses and, and character and everything else. And you bring it today. Well, what's that worth? Yeah. So sometimes you priceless. Know, we, it's really? priceless. Exactly. Yeah. But but we we think that the the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. Yeah. And guess what? It's it not. really has not, has it? It's crap no, grass. It's, it's, exactly. it's, it's, it's that instant gratification yeah. kind of generation, if you will. And it's that Twitter, Facebook, Nintendo mentality. But, but I say this. That's up to us. It's yeah. up to us no, as you're parents. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can have all that junk, all that stuff, but it's up to us as parents to monitor that. Because mm-hmm. if all we're going to do is blame it on all those things— it's up to me as a dad to tell my kid, you know what? You're not going to do that, and you're not going to watch that, and you're not going to do that. Yeah. Period. End of story. Right. Instead of me worrying about whether or not I'm going to hurt Johnny's feelings. Exactly. Forget that stuff. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm the dad. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. right. I'm the mom. Yeah. And I'm if I say you don't do that, and you don't do that in my house, you're not going to do that. Period. End of story. I don't care what Johnny says. That's right. You're the parent, and they're going to look to you for those type of things. You know, um, one of the things that Mark and I believe very strongly in is is that family unit, you know, and that's one of the things that, that this show represents is that we do things to help families. And I know you've got a great family. And and just for a minute, I want to take you back to 2009. It was kind of a tough year for you. You know, you had, you had some, some that's sugarcoating it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, your daughter was in an accident in April right. and then your son had emergency heart surgery. I can't even imagine having two kids of my own 
you know, having to deal with, you know, the professional losses that you took and then your child had, you know, the emergency surgery and your daughter in that traffic accident. And it was serious, Mm -hmm. you know, talk about how you overcame that. Most people, they would be down for the count. I'm just going to speak for myself. I mean, I would hope that I'd be able to call upon the things that I've learned, but for most people that sit on the outside looking in, they think, oh, he's not going to make it out of that. You're going to see him just, you know, fall down. But one of the, the things that Vol Nation has is, you know, we might get knocked down, but man, we get back up. Talk about how did you get through all that? Well, I, I'll tell you this, you, you, you go through the really crisis in, in life and, and you think, golly, I can't stand that. Well, guess what? Before you say that, something bigger comes in front of you that you wonder, are you going to be able to get up yeah. from there? Uh, you know, you, you, you have your faith. That is the, the rock and sound solid foundation that you have. And, and then you really start realizing who your friends are mm. because until those very big uh, obstacles come your way, you kind of wonder who really your friends are. And, and uh, needless to say, as they've always said, there is there is not an atheist in a fox in a foxhole. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm here to tell you guys, it, there, there isn't that. There isn't such a thing. Yeah. But uh, you know, you realize very, very, very clearly who your your Lord is. Mm. Number one, mm-hmm. what really means the most in your household. When you say things like, "Oh, I could never, you know, go without my going to Aubrey's for," guess right. what? Right. You can't. Yeah, you can't right. do that. And maybe be happier. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you this, you know, going through that, not that I will not go through some of that again, but right. going through that, you almost wonder, am I going to make it? Because you start doubting that yourself. Mm-hmm. From personal experience, through a financial crisis, through the kids crisis, through the health crisis, I mean, you really have to doubt. And you and I did. And I was mad at God. And I was uh, very much doubtful in the fact that what is going on? Mm-hmm. But as you move through that and you realize that's to get you better. That's right. That's to grow stronger. That's to get a better foundation. That's to get you a wider foundation. Yeah. Then you know what? You look back and you realize, okay, well, thank God. Mm-hmm. Because I tell you, I'm, I'm amazed I'm still married. I'm amazed that, uh, that a lot of things have happened. But through the, the, the strength of my kids and what they showed me, Hmm. Uh, the the diligence of the, what they showed me and everything that some very key friendships that I have that were able to stand behind you and a lot of times pat you on the, pat you on the back and kick you in the butt hmm. and, and so much to the point of saying hey, quit feeling sorry for yourself and get up mm-hmm. just get up I needed to hear that yeah okay? well and I think you tell me if I'm wrong but I'm sure you during that troubling time you called upon those things that you learned from the leaders in your life because, you know, whether it be from Don Shuler or Coach Majors or whoever, you th- this I'm not going to make excuses. I've mm-hmm. got myself in this position. I'm mm-hmm. going to get myself out of it. Or whether it be, you know what, this has happened and we're going to make the best of it. Right. It's easier to blame people, blame the circumstances, blame everything around you and sit in a couch and, and keep pointing fingers and blaming others for what's going on. Mm-hmm. Some of those stuff, you have no control over that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have no control over the economy. I had no control over that car going off the side of the, air, side of the road. I had no control over the, the heart tumor my son had. It's just I had no control. So if we sit there and just point at those and go, poor pitiful me, mm-hmm. where am I going to go? Who's going to provide for my family? What are we going to get? How are we going to get move forward? Wh- what am I really made out of? Mm-hmm. What what is the things that so many people have instilled on me, and what are the things my parents have all instilled in me, and and worst of all, what am I showing my kids? Mm-hmm. Am I going to sit here and just feel sorry for myself, or am I going to just put my boots on, am I put my shorts on, and just say, you know what, let's put a big girl panties on and let's go, That's right. let's just go, get up and go. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing we can do. But I'll say this: there were a lot of dark days, there were a lot of very difficult times. That thank God for those very key people that just said, hey, you know what? Love you, man, but let's go. Just yeah. pick up and go. And, you know, and, and you've always heard that scenario of, of uh, well, or that saying that you ha- you can count your true friends on one hand. By gosh, that's absolutely true. Well, and, you know, storms are going to come. You know, oh, yeah, we're not, we're not um, kind of prepared sometimes. And, you know, that's okay. I mean, just because you weren't prepared doesn't mean that you don't, 
still have the faith to draw upon. And even when the storms come, things are always going to get better. And that's the thing I heard from Bob last week for sure. And he's talking about, you know, the, the whole Boy Scout story, you know, and he had, you know, the ability to, to do it and then show up and suit up. And just because he didn't feel like doing it, when he showed up, things got better. And then with you, with all of the things that were happening in your life, that's the theme that I keep hearing is that knock down, but we get back up. And that's not just a vol nation trait. That's just a trait of, of mm-hmm. good, wholesome Americans. And, and when Nick, you know, had his injury, that's devastating. I've got Oof. an yeah. athlete too. <laughs> I mean, you're terrified as a parent mm, of injury. Right, you're just right. terrified. Right. So what was that? What was that like? <clears throat> that was very difficult because Nick is, is one of those kids that has always said, I can and I will, and I'm going to, and, and to see him develop through the whole process of, of being this five foot ten kid that nobody said, "What are you doing? Going to Division One school, playing middle linebacker? Are you an idiot? What's, <laughs> what's the matter with you?" And then people telling me, "You're an idiot. Why would you encourage something like that?" But yet, two years later, the same people, same people that said, "What an idiot I am," are the same ones telling me, "Oh my gosh, I know he could do it." <laughs> now you think you can do it, now? right? But 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 it was really hard because I saw how hard that kid worked and how much of of that. Of, of his life he was put into it. But more importantly than that, we had a great opportunity during those eight months of recovery to really talk about, okay, why, why really you think God's mm. put you in this position? Wow. It's not about football. Right. And that's one thing I've, ne- I've been very big in my household. It's not about football. Mm-hmm. It's about the game of life. That's right. But getting prepared for the game of life. That's what really motivates us. Football is just an afterthought. Business is just an afterthought. Right. Money is just an afterthought. That stuff comes and goes. The relationships. But the there. relationships and the, and the foundations that you're getting because of what you're going through, mm-hmm. what are you going to show? And, we, and, I, and I challenged Nick on this the day after surgery. I said, son, you have two choices. You can sit here and feel sorry for yourself, or you can show up and be counted. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. That's your choice. And that's all I've done. Yeah. And I thank God that he decided to stand up and, you know, did what he did. Wow, it's an amazing story. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, tell us, uh, you have the website, because one of the things that Shane experienced was something that could have been detected, right? Mm -hmm. And tell them the website, because I think it's important that people understand it. Go ahead. Yeah, so Shane had had the heart, and you can describe this in a Mm -hmm. second, but the website is heartscreensforteens.com. Correct. So tell us a little bit about. Well, we're that. very fortunate. We're very fortunate. We had uh, Mickey King, who was the owner of Ultra Ultra Drid in um, in Atlanta, donated the services to the university to scan the heart of the athletes. Out of seven hundred some athletes, only like seven had an issue, and only two had to had uh, surgeries. My son was one of those. Oh wow! Uh, and the reason why they don't do this: number one, the cost, and number two is because so little percentage of athletes get affected by that. Well, well, if it's your yeah, son, that's right. <laughs> it's a big deal, it's a okay? Huge deal. And it was my son, and it was a huge deal because the, the tumor that he had grown in his heart would, at some point, would be large enough to dislodge and go to his brain, and as you know, he would mm-hmm. be dead. Mm-hmm. So to say that, well, it's inconsequential because you only save three or four kids. Well, one of those were my kids. That's right. So if you can say that about your kid, well, it's only it's only going to take care of a couple of kids. That's but if it's your kid, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a big deal. And we'll have the website as well. We'll get it up there. And talk to your doctors about it. When they're going to get their physical, um, ask about ask about this test. Well, we've come to the end of the show. Fouad, thank you so much for coming in today. Pleasure's mine. Thank That's, you so much. I appreciate you all inviting uh, me and allowing me to be here and yeah. talk to you guys. Thank Thanks you. for all that you do. And we look forward to Saturdays this coming fall. So, um, guys, thank you for joining us uh, here on the Housing Hour, the Vol Nation series. Go to thehousinghour.com, download our app on the iPhone or on the Droid devices. Um, we want to thank everybody for the huge kind of, uh, I think it's really been a great series. And people have been reaching out to us and asking for where they can find it. And you can find it on thehousinghour.com. We'll see you guys next time right here on The Housing Hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know... 
So come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.